Welcome to the JVV Health and Wellness Podcast. This week, a former client of mine who I haven't spoken to in at least five or six years, I think, uh, reached out. Uh, She had started training for a half marathon and she said that she noticed that her heart rate was really high and that her heart rate recovery was uh, not where she wanted it to be. Uh, We have a discussion about what causes the heart rate to be potentially high, how to properly measure heart rate recovery, and another of other kind of health and wellness related topics as it relates to being healthy and thinking about training and some of the other pillars. And we talk a little bit about this new challenge that we have going. So uh, I decided that uh, when she reached out uh, to just record this and Um, I think it's interesting to hear kind of the way the sausage is made in terms of she talks about some of the things she's thinking about and then, you know, uh, get my perspective kind of from my experience on my reaction. I would say the bottom line is that she was worried that her heart rate recovery wasn't going down fast enough, but there are a lot of factors in place where I don't think she was recording her heart rate recovery correctly. Ideally, when you finish a workout uh, to measure heart rate recovery, you stop your workout file, you start another uh, file as quickly as possible and then you put your hands on your knees and you breathe meditatively and you don't move if you were to go to a doctor to get a stress test they would take you off the treadmill after a stress test and lay you down and they would measure how fast your heart rate recovery goes down we really want our heart rate recovery to go down at least 12 beats in the first minute and you know preferably hopefully we get more than that and we want it to go down you know fairly quickly you know uh, like people that are in really good shape that have a moderately easy workout not too hard uh, they can recover usually within two minutes if you went out and race really hard then uh, and your heart rate's really high 170s 180s 160s depends on your age of course but re- the effort level is really hard like an eight nine or ten you know it could take 10 or 20 minutes so we're looking at how many beats your heart rate goes down in the first minute want more than 12 consistently and I, I really need about a month's worth of data and i need to make sure that you're not rushed not a lot of stress and anxiety when kind of recording your heart rate recovery uh and then we have apples to apples with a lot of data so uh that was the purpose of recording this i hope you enjoy it and if you want to ever talk about you know your training or your heart rate recovery or you have any other questions that you'd like to discuss and get my views on happy to give them to you and if you would allow us to record it so that we can share it with others because usually if you're having an issue so are so many others that'd be great enjoy hi jim how are you good so you're gonna come on video i'm trying here <laughs> you had the same idea i did i'm gonna walk <laughs> great how you doing i'm doing well how are you thanks so uh good to hear from you uh that you reached out yeah thank you so much for chatting with me um i just i've been thinking about this and and looking at the numbers and i was like gee i wish i knew somebody who really knew what this was about and remembered you (laughs) great are you on um do i have my weekly zoom call or are you not on that no i'm not on that uh, I hold like a weekly Zoom call and we've, we're doing it. I've been launching like what I'll call challenges where groups of people will like set some goals and we try to motivate each other. We have a group chat going. We're running our first one that we just started, but uh, I'll make sure I add you to this distribution for these calls. But even if you never join, I, I podcast them out. So I, I often record and if you don't want me to uh, podcast it, I don't, but like 
I have these conversations because it's incredibly valuable for people to listen to these conversations because so many other people have the same kind of issues. And so they, right. get, they get to kind of hear the sausage making. Uh, um, so if you're okay with that, I'll probably do that. If there's anything you want me to cut out or if you don't want me to put any of it out there, I won't. And I won't okay. have to say your name, you know? Yeah, yeah, sure. That's fine. Okay. So you reached out because you're training for a half marathon. Now, just a couple, I know we worked together a long time ago. How old are you now? I'm 31. 31 years old. And why did you decide to do a marathon or half marathon? Um, you know what? I just wanted something to work towards. Um, I did my first 10K two years ago now. And I've just been like kind of chilling in my fitness. And I wanted kind of a big goal to push myself to work a little harder. Um, and I recently moved to Florida, uh, so I'm, I'm not in New York anymore, and I registered for the Disney Princess Half Marathon, and I just thought it would be a fun thing to do as a new Floridian. <laughs> I've never even been to Disney World, so I'm going to, like, make a weekend of it. <laughs> what city are you in? I'm in Melbourne. Um, it's, okay. like, an hour southeast of Orlando. Very interesting. I, I, um, I, I'd like you to just say what you want to talk about here, just so we can we have it on record, people can hear it. But um, it gives me a complete. I already reviewed a bunch of your data, um, so it gives okay. me a completely different perspective. So talk about why you reached out, and then I'll I'll talk to you about what I've already taken a look at. Uh, yeah. So um, I reached out because I've been training for a few months now, but I'm really starting to get into just in the next couple of weeks, really starting to build some mileage. Um, and over a couple of, you know, months of training, um, so after a couple of months of training and feeling like I'm getting fitter and progressing through my program all right, um, I noticed that my heart rate is still extremely high as I'm running long distances or what I would think is really high. And a few other runner friends have like been a little confused when I said what my heart rate gets up to. And that I don't feel like it really matches what I feel like my level of effort is. And then I'm not seeing much improvement in my heart rate recovery either. Um, so I'm just wondering if everything's okay with my heart and if there's anything that I need to be doing in terms of my training to make sure that I'm progressing at the right pace and working in the right amount of like effort zone cardio wise. <laughs> Right. Now, I'm glad you reached out. Um, as you know, I'm uh, obsessed with that type of data. Have you been, when we worked together, did you, were you doing heart rate recovery? Did I have you doing that? I think I started doing that. Um, I was wearing, you know, my Garmin all the time and just kind of keeping track of things. And I know we were looking at like resting heart rate and, you know, trying to work in a particular zone. Um, so, you know, if I was supposed to do a, an easy workout, trying to keep my target heart rate around, 140 or something and then a moderate workout you know bump that up to 150 um so i remember kind of trying to tailor my training to my heart rate which i have not really been doing since then okay so when you reached out i said hey go sign up for my app you're wearing an apple watch i think we were wearing a garmin before but yeah. since then and i don't even think i had my app going yet when we worked together i might have at the beginning did you ever you never used the app before right no i never used the app you created it a little while after um we started okay. working together okay so that was you know that's wild but um so i said go to my app download it link up your apple and backfill 90 days and you've done that so i have been able to look at some of your data 
uh, which is really interesting. When you measure your heart rate recovery, how are you measuring it? Are you using the Apple metric to measure heart rate recovery? Yeah, I was just looking at the Apple metric in terms of like how my, my heart rate after one minute and after two minutes, um, okay. because that's what the app just generally tracks. And um, I did want to note that like during that recovery time, I'm generally still like walking at a brisk pace back to my house. It's not like I've been following a protocol to, to track my heart rate following my run where I like, you know, intentionally stop and breathe deeper or anything like that. So the way I look at heart rate recovery might be the most valuable metric that I look at. But in order to make things apples to apples, you might recall, I do want people to stop their run file, start a new file, put their hands on their knees and breathe meditatively, kind of really relaxing. Okay. It's kind of a yoga pose. Otherwise, we don't have apples to apples uh, information about your heart rate recovery. So if you're still walking briskly, and your heart rate's in the 170s, which it looks like most of your runs it is right now, your average is in the 170s, then your walking briskly is going to be in the 130s or 140s, and, and it's not really a good metric to look at what your heart rate recovery okay. is. So I, I would say that I, I would call that, no offense, but I would call that like not meaningful, not helpful, garbage-type heart rate recovery. Okay. And, and, and Apple, they do record it, uh, but they don't say to you what I'm saying to you, which is I want you to stop instantaneously, start a new file, uh, okay. If you use my watch, if you use my app, your your heart rate recovery file, when you start a new file on your Apple watch, my app will automatically cal calculate heart rate recovery for you. Okay. Uh, if you go to the home page and look around, there's a heart rate recovery dashboard. There's a separate page that has more details. And if you and I would have you stand still for at least a minute, preferably two minutes, and your heart rate probably will not come down to 99 in that time period. Some of this is, when you say you're in Florida, I have to go back and look, but the dew point is extremely high down there, and the humidity is extremely high down there, and if yeah. you've never trained in that type of weather and you're trying to do your first half marathon, your heart rate is going to be higher, right? Okay. And you really have to train your body to become heat acclimated and humidity acclimated, right? So, but that's the first thing I would start doing is I'd start recording your heart rate recovery, and then, you know, you could, you could always just, uh, you know, see, see if it's getting better. You know, because you, heart rate recovery is measured as how many beats does your heart rate go down in the first minute. So if you're ending at 174 and you're standing still and you, and you get, really, I wouldn't be worried unless you're not getting at least 12 beats of recovery. I, I bet you are. Um, okay. I have had people I have coached, and you may remember we probably talked about this years ago. How many years ago was that? Do you even know? It was like five or six years ago, yeah. Okay. So, um so I would, I would say that, you know, I have seen people where they do the heart rate recovery, they stand still, they stand in place, they have apples to apples measurements, they're trying to breathe meditatively, they're trying to get their heart recovery down, recovery to go down, it doesn't go down consistently enough beats. That's, a, that's, a, that's an indication of a lot of different things. Maybe the workout is too hard, maybe they're aerobically not that fit, maybe they're, you know, they don't have endurance, the dew point could be high, there's some other factors we'll talk about in a second, but at least now we'll have apples to apples measurements and we'll see. Right. So okay. I would do it every time after your runs and do it that okay. way. I have a little video that I can ping to you after this where it, it talks about the heart rate recovery instructions. You can use it. That's the first thing. Okay. Second thing okay. is, second thing is that, um, let me go look. Can you still hear me if I'm on a different page? Can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Okay. So let's, let's start to go look at the dew point of your runs. That's the problem with Florida is the dew point is really hard. 
Yeah, but that was actually yesterday, last night. Um, and then the two before that were actually on a trip in Oklahoma, so that would have been different weather. But all of my other training um, has been in Florida. Yeah, I forgot that I don't get your dew point from Apple. Um, but what you could do is you could use the Weather Channel app. And before mm -hmm. each of your runs going forward, you can just go to the Weather Channel app and just, it will tell you your dew point. Or you could say, hey, Siri, what's the current dew point if you have an iPhone? And it will actually tell you what the dew point, what the dew point is. I suspect the dew point for you is somewhere in the mid-60s and mid-70s. What okay. the dew point is, is the combination of heat and humidity. And when the dew point is high, it's heavy on you, and it's really humid, and it's hard for the body to sweat properly because the air is so thick. Once we're over, like, the high 50s, we're over the 60s, our performance already starts to suffer, and our heart rate already starts to suffer. Uh, and if we're over 70... It's, it, you know, which, by the way, you might be over 70 almost every single day. Like, what's, you said you're in Melbourne, right? Let's go take a look and see what the... What right, the, and actually, just in the last week or so, the weather has cooled off significantly. So I, I think huh? that you're right in that that's been a, a really big factor. Um, I notice day-to-day, -day, like, dramatic differences if it's lower humidity or higher humidity. The two point right there is 63. And that's at night. When did you run yesterday? At, at about this time. Right. At least you're running in the dark, which is good. Um, so dew point can play in. Um, the pace you're running can play in. So I went back and looked at your runs this month and last month. When did you start training? I'm assuming it was last month. Um, yeah, I was doing kind of a couch to 5K in August and then started trying to up it in September. And what I notice is that your heart rate's high, definitely, on these runs. I mean, you're averaging 174. I mean, you're, one of the charts I looked at had your heart rate 179 to 183 for, like, 20 of the 36 that's, minutes, which means... That's, yeah, that's pretty are, typical. Are you, but you said you don't feel like... It doesn't feel like it's really hard? No. Like, last night felt great. I could have chatted with a friend casually, and then I looked down, and my heart rate at one point was 186. Well, then we have to question if it's accurate. That's probably not accurate. I even got a new watch. <laughs> like, I mean, I know it's the same software, so maybe, well, maybe not. It was I upgraded from a Series 2 to a, a Series 6 Apple Watch to, because I thought maybe it wasn't tracking properly, and I'm still getting the, the same data with, like, 174 to 179 being kind of a, a standard range. So when you wear it, let's talk about how you wear it and where you wear it on your wrist. Is it if sure. you were to move around when you're running and you were to shake your arm, can the watch move around? No. I either, I tighten it like one notch on my little apple band to make sure that it's really snug. Okay. Do you wear a lot of lotions on your arm? Sorry, what's that? Do you wear lotions on your skin? Do you put no, like, I don't. Creams or... Okay. Do you... Um... How long have you been wearing a wrist-based heart rate monitor like an Apple Watch? Um, probably about two or three years. Okay. I noticed in September you were going slower and you had many heart, you had many runs where your heart rate was in the 140s or 150s or 160s. Nothing like you have this month in October. Has there been some well, event in, in between after like mid to end of September to October that, where you've been under an immense amount of stress? 
No, but I, I, I think I can explain that if you're looking at the average heart rate on the run is that in September, I was taking walking. walking intervals. Yeah, and I stopped the walking intervals about three or four weeks ago. Were you really out of shape before you started your couch to 5K? Um, I did not move much for most of 2020. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I've been running since we got in Florida and like definitely a lot more active. So I would say I've been moderately active from February to August and then, you know, started this program. Who's we? Oh, my, my boyfriend and I moved to Florida <laughs> in February last year. Okay. And um, you look good. So did you gain weight during the pandemic or? Um, I actually, <laughs> I, I did. I gained over the last three years from 2017 to 2020, I gained 30 pounds. Um, so <laughs> that's, so that's pretty significant. I'm from uh, 125 to 155 and I've now lost um about 10 so uh so you weigh what then you weigh 145 145 now but that's still yeah i've gained I've some weight in the last couple of years when you do where you watch the bed you don't right no i don't i'd love for you to set up the apple watch uh there's a sleep app on the apple watch and it will remind you can set when you want to go to bed it will remind you I, I looked at your resting heart rate um, from where you watch, but it's measured during the day because you don't wear it at night. It's going to be lower at night. And that number is pretty much in the mostly, sometimes in the 60s, mostly high 60s, low 70s, sometimes mid 70s, high 80s. Um, now, that's not accurate because it's not what your sleep one is. I'd be interested in what your sleep one is. I bet it's going to be in the 60s, which is still pretty good. I suspect that you just don't have good fitness and the, the weight will contribute a little bit to the high heart rate. Would you say that right now when you're out for your runs, are you, do you have a lot of stress in your life right now? Or are you anxiety? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I do. Right. So no judgment on this, right? Um, <laughs> but that can push the heart rate up. Other things that can push the heart rate up are dehydration. Are you carrying water when you run? Um, no, I'm not. And I, I think that that's a good point to make, uh, that just being in Florida, I feel like I need significantly more water on a daily basis than I did in New York. So I'm having to be like really intentional about hydrating myself, just living in this environment, like for the weather. hundred percent. You know, it's interesting. We do, we're doing this challenge and the way the challenge works is I pick five categories that are um, movement related, uh, one's movement related, one's movement consistently related, one's exercise related, how many days a week you exercise, one is how many plants are you eating, and one uh, is alcohol, right? And, you know, I think that it, it, it's a lot of people, then I have five wild card goals, which are like pick five and, or, or more, right? And one of the ones that many people are picking is, I want to lose weight, but then another one is, I want to drink a lot of water. Right. And in Florida, it's critical. I've spent a lot of time running down there. I'm a stats guy. And I know when I go down to that area, Orlando, where you are, farther south, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and I really have to carry water. So you should always be carrying water on your run and just taking steps here and there. That alone will help your heart rate recovery. And that alone will help your, uh, will help you get your heart rate lower. Right. For sure. During your run. Okay. 
could now I would make sure that uh, you're when you put your watch on that it's on snugly and it's not wet when you put it on and there's no lotion there. And you know, I would maybe move the hair around a little bit on your arm too, just to see. Um, I actually, for me, the Apple Watch is very accurate. I wear a Garmin and an Apple Watch in all my runs. I know the heart rate's accurate, but like sometimes, sometimes it's not. You have a lot of consistency here where it's, it seems higher. It could be because of stress and dehydration. Alcohol is another one that plays in. I you, don't drink, no. You don't have like five drinks before you go for a run? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have five drinks in a year. <laughs> okay, so you're not drinking alcohol at all. It's from the night before, no. but you're not drinking alcohol at all. How, no. how about, um, are you on any special type of diet? Uh, and what are you eating? And are you on a weight loss diet? Um, I am not on a special diet. I am just trying to be mindful of my caloric intake because I'd like to get those extra pounds off. Um, but I haven't, haven't focused like too much on nutrition. So I would say, say that I'm eating like maybe mildly better than a standard American diet. How many calories, if you are based on calories, are you doing like a keto type diet or a low carb diet? No, definitely not keto or low carb, um, more just portion control and trying not to like snack and emotionally eat. Okay. So what are you eating these days? Like, are you eating, what percent of your food would you think is unprocessed? And how much, how many plants, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds do you think you're eating? Um, have some fruit with breakfast, usually like strawberries and blueberries. I generally have at least one banana a day and then try to have like a veggie side with lunch and dinner um so, okay. you know, may maybe four servings of, of fruits and vegetables um as far as process goes i, I don't know 30 percent process 35 okay, so you're eating some unprocessed food it's not all processed yes yes and have you been counting your calories or anything like that as you've been trying to lose weight? Um, a, a little bit to the point where I know like the calories of, of my go-to meals um, try to stay around like 15, 1600 in a day. Uh, okay. So is, do you think that's a big calorie deficient for you relative to what you've do, had typically done? Um, I would say that before I started that, I was probably eating... 2200 calories a day and my weight was definitely slowly creeping up so mm -hmm. i think for weight loss it's a pretty reasonable calorie deficit I, I don't feel like hungry or faint or anything um i've just tried like i said to to stop snacking a bit yep yeah look I, you know the combination of you gained a bunch of weight Probably, I assume you weren't really exercising until August and you said, I got to get off the couch and do a 5K or something? Um, I was, from February to August, uh, I was walking a lot. We moved into a neighborhood with like 13 miles of walking trails and doing some like light resistance training at the gym. Um, so I would say not like completely sedentary. And I did, I jumped into the middle of the couch, the 5K program. Um, so probably like weeks five or six where you're like actually running you're not just you know skipping around the block okay so look i mean you're down in florida high dew point um 
probably don't have a lot of cardio fitness. You jump right in, you know, it, probably not hydrating properly. Being calorie deficient can push our heart rate up also. I coach a lot okay. of people that like, are do like, don't do enough carbs or they don't do enough calories. And I've experimented with all these things myself. And all of a sudden by like the third mile, my heart rate is sky high when I norm normally know I have great fitness. So, you know, what we eat does matter. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, 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 have, I have one more question, if, if you don't mind. Um, when, I, when I do get, like, my physical checkups and everything, um, one thing that they almost always comment is that my blood pressure is pretty low. Do you mm -hmm. think that that having, like, a tendency to low blood pressure um, could affect my heart rate as I'm exercising? Are you taking any medications? No. Are you taking... Okay. Uh, are you taking any other medications for anything else? No. Okay. Um, maybe, but unlikely. I think it's probably more um, everything we're talking about. You're probably not that in shape. Okay. You're probably weigh a little bit more. The other thing I notice is at your pace, right? When you're out there running, when you were doing the walk run, your heart rate was much lower. Obviously, I figured it was a walk run, or I just figured you were running much slower in September. Right. Right. Uh, whereas now you're, you're going out and you're running close to 10, 10 and a half minute miles. I did the math, but that's about right. Mm -hmm. And are you starting off easier and then you're running faster? What, what, what kind of pace are you doing for these runs these days? Um, I start off pretty slow for the first mile. That's kind of the deal that I have with myself that the first mile, always starts, we can just take it slow. <laughs> um, we should do that then, because it sets your heart rate lower the rest of the run. So you okay. always want to do at least the first half of the mile, even when you go out and run a half marathon, you should run the first half mile or first mile easier. Because okay. once you, if you go and just blast it, you can never recover your heart rate lower. And particularly if you're in a high dew point area and you're dehydrated, mm -hmm. you just can't recover. Right? So okay. the first half mile starts are really slow. I mean, and usually okay. my first mile is pretty slow. Yeah, that's, okay, that's after that, kind of how I've been going. Um, after that, I just kind of, Honestly, based it on how I feel and how I feel, I've noticed is largely dependent on the weather. If it's high humidity, I feel like I'm running through sludge and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a slow run. Um, and if not, I try to just push it to uh, where it feels like I'm getting a good workout. I, I, I don't really know. I haven't been intentional about my pace very much. So yesterday, you probably know what it was, though. What was it? You did about three miles, four miles, or three, three and a half miles. What was your pace, you think, each mile? Um, so I actually felt like I was going faster than what, what my watch said. Um, maybe because I actually I have a little cold right now. Um, so that might have contributed. By the way, the, the cold could put your heart rate up, too. But we have enough, we have enough data to know it's been all October. So it's not too right. cold. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yesterday, I think my pace was around like 11.15. I would have guessed that it was somewhere around 10.45. Um, I, I don't really know what happened. <laughs> right. Um, have you ever been a runner in your life? I have not. The most that I was ever running um, was my time at the Naval Academy. Um, I was probably, I mean, we were, we were running a lot. <laughs> so I, I don't consider, I, I was at the Naval Academy in Annapolis for a year. Um, so that's, that training in PT is probably the most that I, um, that I ever ran, but I've never like been a runner. Did you do the two mile test? Yes. What was your time for the two? Did, I mean, it's a real hard test. Do you remember? 
I don't rem I, I know that it was slow enough that I had to crush the push-ups and sit-ups portion of this to uh, to keep my score high enough. Um, so you're not a runner. I, I'm not a runner. <laughs> right, which, which is showing in your heart rate. Now, I still question whether or not your heart rate's accurate, but you have enough data where, you know, it, it, it probably is accurate. You do want to wipe the back of your uh, monitor, your, your watch off where, you know, it blasts okay. the green lights down in and counts your heart rate. You do want to make sure you just, I always clean it on my shirt. Or put it on every day. Okay. Um, just, just clean that, and I could make a difference. Uh, once it's on, you don't. And if you think your heart rate's off, you don't want to be moving it around. If you move it around, you're dead because it gets weight behind. It gets wet behind there, and you're not, it's not going to recover. Do you fidget a lot with it, thinking, "Why isn't this accurate?" Um, no, but I do. I do kind of mess with it because it controls my music as well. So I'm switching back and forth between a workup app, looking at my run stats, to like my Spotify. Um, that might cause a little stress. I mean, I do it too, but it's not going to make yeah. it probably 175, 180, 185. I still question whether it's not accurate or not, but whether it's accurate or not. But the bottom, look, the bottom line is if you start doing this heart rate recovery, we can see how, how, how that's looking. You know, you, 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 you do have a bunch of telltale signs, probably most, most notably that you're just, you're not really a runner and you're not really in shape and you're going to running these long things. And Tons of people I can coach, they go down to Florida and their heart rate is sky high and their numbers are horrible and they're really slow. If, if mm -hmm. I were your coach and you were training this way, I would just slow you down. I, I mean, I, okay. I would slow you down so your heart rate is lower. I would have you on the elliptical, you know, you're 31, you said now? Yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, and unfortunately the dew point seeps into a gym too where there's an elliptical, but yeah, I would have you just, you know, trying to keep your heart rate much lower. Now that probably means. Do you think like reintroducing a, a a walking interval to the? I mean, I I have no problem doing that. It's not like a a pride thing. But do you think when reintroducing like a walking interval? Um, the end when of February. Uh, so we have some January. Yeah, I mean, I think what you would really want to do is you really want you have time where you really want to improve your aerobic endurance under the hood. Right, mm -hmm. so usually we look at 180 minus your age, it's 31, so that's 149. Um, you know, I would try and keep your heart rate below that no matter what, even if at night you gotta walk briskly for a while. It might not be possible, right? Uh, or it mm -hmm. could be that you just jog super, super slow instead of walking briskly. But if you did that over time, you would eventually get faster at the same heart rate, and when it gets cooler, you'll get faster too. But a lot of this is just time of trying to work your endurance under the hood better and improve it. And eventually your fitness will improve. How many days a week are you running? I'm running three days a week. And on my non-run days, I'm trying to do like an extra long walk um, or hit, hit the elliptical at our community gym here. Any idea what your heart rate is on those long walks? I can check. <laughs> Well, you can start recording those on your watch too, right? I could, yeah. That's what I would do. But, you know, the way that it works is, you know, from a heart rate training perspective is that you just, I you know, if you can get five hours or six hours, and you might not be able to do it, of easy aerobic exercise, eventually you get faster at the same heart rate, right? And, okay. and, and, and you burn a lot of fat and you probably lose weight, right? Whereas... It's harder to lose weight when your heart rate's anaerobic like that all the time. Uh, meaning it's, mm -hmm. you know, you're not burning fat. You're really burning the carbohydrates you have stored, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
but you know you'd have to play around with it to see you know but like your chat like if you were doing my challenge and the next one is starting november 10th i'll do the distribution i'll send it to you you can decide if you want to do it we have a group chat where people encourage each other uh, a bunch of people that all want to just be healthier lose weight whatever um, mm -hmm. if I were you, one of your goals would be, I'm going to do easy, moderate exercise and I'm going to build my heart rate up again, you know, over time. Um, it's just, it's hard to do because it's kind of, people think it's kind of boring, you know what I mean? And they don't feel like they're getting a lot of fitness, but like me, my, my runs are all jogs. I mean, they're slow. I'm fine mm -hmm. with that. I love it. I wouldn't worry too much. Okay. I know you would stop because you're worried about your heart rate recovery. If you were to go to a cardiologist, they would get you on a stress test. And then as soon as you're done, they'd lay you down on the table and they'd see how fast mm -hmm. your heart rate recovers. Well, you're not doing anything. You're not all walkie brisky at 2.70 degrees in Florida, which is ridiculously humid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So I, I doubt you have an issue with your heart rate recovery. Although, okay. if you start to measure it, you know, uh, you know, and then in a couple of weeks, we, we can have another conversation or you could always join my weekly Zoom calls. I set those up so people just call and ask questions and then we podcast those out. Um, there's lots of podcasts that we've been doing. We had one tonight and I'll put it out, but I'll probably put this one off. It's okay with you. And then we, you and I could check back in in the future. You could join one of the calls and we could see how you're doing and see if any of the stuff we talked about make a makes a difference. Right? Sure, sure. Definitely. The most important thing is for you to start measuring heart rate recovery while you're sta standing still in the position. As soon as we hang up, I'll send you a little video that has that. Okay. Try to get some like good data on it before panicking about the bad data that doesn't really mean anything. I, I, I'm hearing what I'm hearing, and I never had an issue, I don't think, with your heart rate recovery before, if I recall, but I can't remember. I, it's probably fine. If you do have an immense amount of stress and anxiety, you could be perfect on all the other pillars. You could be sleeping seven, eight hours a night. You could be eating really well, you could be moving really well, you could be exercising really well, but if, if, we, if one has a lot of stress and anxiety, it absolutely pushes heart rate up, for okay. sure. Because it messes okay. with your hormones and everything else. And Yeah, you know. that could definitely be me. <laughs> and you have to, you, I know we've had these conversations in the past, I remember, but you'll have to make a determination if you think that you, know, you should talk to somebody about that, and if you, you know, sometimes people have to go on medication for it, sometimes they come off medication. I always just encourage people if they're having a lot of stress and anxiety, it's impacting their life. And maybe it's not. I just asked you the question about your heart rate. But if, it's mm -hmm. if it is impacting your life, then you should talk to somebody. I think you were talking to somebody before, right? Yeah, yeah. On and on and off for, for periods of time. Um, right. Just with everything in the move to Florida and the adjustment down here, um, definitely stress could be a factor again. So um, I guess that's something that I should consider as well. Yeah, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but, you know, all these things do play in. You know, I always tell people try not to be too busy. Try and relax and, you know, if you're not relaxed, find a way to meditate. For me, it's running, but it's running really easy. Uh, you know, everyone has to find their way. Right, right. Okay. Well, it sounds like it's probably not terrible. I need to work on getting better data, um, and it's mostly a function of my fitness and other pillars. Hydration, for sure. Hydration's a big one. What about caffeine? I have one cup of coffee in the morning, and then I run around 8 p.m. So I don't know that that would still be a huge factor, but it definitely could contribute. Are you the type of person that can't have coffee after a certain time or you can't fall asleep? Yes. I would say I'm very sensitive to caffeine. Um, right. I, okay. I get a little 
bit of the jitters. <laughs> and how much sleep did you say you're getting tonight? And like, were you actually asleep in bed? Um, probably seven hours of actually sleep, and I'm usually in bed from eleven to seven. Okay, good. Seven hours is kind of the minimum I want you to sleep, and if you can get seven half day, great. You know, I find it hard to get seven. I think seven is fine. Seven on my ass would be. Um, so look, I, I don't know if you'd have an interest in participating in some of these challenges, but now that I think back to our time together, like if you, I created these because I wanted to create groups uh, of people that just want to have a little more motivation to keep them on track. And you could set a goal that says, you know what, I'm going to exercise five days a week and I'm going to have time in the easy zone of X, you know, um, and that could just, yes, I know you signed up for a half marathon, but for me, one of the truest ways to measure your overall health and wellness and everything is your resting heart rate. So you're going to start to, you're going to figure out how to wear your watch to bed too. So we can gather some more data on you and then we can have another conversation. You can come on the call. And we'll, you know, we'll see, you know? Okay. Yeah, that would be great. I didn't, I didn't know that you were having the calls or created the group and the app looks fantastic. So I'd love to, to check out more of what you've been doing. Cool. And I have podcasts too. So if you want to go on your runs and listen to podcasts, you know, I do uh, all of the time. The last I think I saw you had started a YouTube channel. I didn't realize it became a podcast as well. Yeah, I do really I really just like to talk and I really don't need to. Most people that digest what I am talking about do it when they are in a car or do it when they're off for a run or a workout. So I just decided that the YouTube channel thing, I remember when I told you about that. Yeah, it's better just to podcast it out like this. I'm not going to put any video to this. I'm just going to podcast this out. It's not going to be the right. video. You know? Yeah, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> I love that you're walking around right now. It would be very interesting. Also, I have this thing on my app. You probably saw it at the homepage. And it lights up colors, blue for sleep, green for if you have more than 300 steps in an hour, red if you mm -hmm. don't have 300 steps in an hour, and orange if you exercise. And most people's chart of the 16 hours they're awake have 12 or 13 hours of red. They barely move, right? Mm -hmm. And so... A lot of people are setting goals. They want their movement consistency score. I call it the MCS goal to be six or less instead of 10 or 12 or 14, right? And so that's one also that, you know, is really good and super healthy to try and get down. Yeah, definitely. Especially with you can go back I, on my app and look at your stuff. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out tonight. <laughs> and you were going to say especially what? Um, oh, just with like working from home. <laughs> It's a lot harder. I realized that I was getting so much more, you know, consistent walk time in when I was commuting because, you know, you're just walking to the office, walking to lunch, everything. And here I have to be like, all right, let's put the shoes on, walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> right. And it's not about just walking around. I love that you're walking around. It's not about just walking around once in the morning, once at the end of the day and sitting the rest of the day. You right. know, it's about trying to have consistent movement of three to five minutes, which is 300 steps most of the hours and I, I think a good number is like six hours six is a b four is an a you know most people are finding that when they move uh a lot they just feel a billion times better yeah I, I can absolutely tell <laughs> all right anything else um no i don't think so thank you so much again for talking with me and and it was great catching up same keep in touch and let me know how things are going and I'm happy to, good. if you want to join one of these weekly calls, they're usually Wednesdays at 6.30 Eastern. So we just okay. had one earlier today. Uh, you can just jump on the call and join and talk about yourself and jump off, or you can listen to others. Sometimes I have 
a bunch of people on. Sometimes there's one person on. It just depends because a lot of people will just listen to the podcast. Okay. And how often are you releasing the podcast? Usually once a week. If there's stuff that we talk about that I don't think that worth releasing or it's personal, then I don't release it. You know, it just depends. Right, right. Okay. Well, I will um, I'll look for that information about uh, getting my heart rate data, the recovery, um, and, and for your Zoom call. Cool. Good talking to you. Is, there, is your podcast just JVB Health and Wellness? Yeah, it's JVB Health and Wellness on um, Apple Podcasts. Very easy to find. Okay, and there's a link to it in my signature on the email I sent you. Okay, I will definitely find it. <laughs> yeah, and if you want, I mean, use the app to try and check how your movement is and try and move more. Try and light your hours up green. And then maybe right now you're in training to join our, our challenge that starts on November 10th. We're going to run it November 10th through November 24th, which is for two weeks. And it ends the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Then we're all going to pick out for four days. And then we're going to start another one for like <laughs> two or three weeks before the holidays in December. Sounds great. All right. Good, good to reconnect. Right. Have a good one. Yeah, thanks, Jim. You too. Bye.